left Beersheba and went to Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for a night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stone of the place, he put under his head and he lay down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven. Jacob left Beersheba and went to toward Haram. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun set, had set. Taking one of the stone of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven. Dear friends, dear siblings, one month ago, we were at Fort Worth, Dallas, and uh, we visited there the Fine Art Museum, and there I saw a very nice artwork, a ladder resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And this artwork inspired me. And that's why I choose these verses from the Bible. I think today is a special day. And I would like to tell you that every person and each community is constantly on the road. I came here thousands of miles from the city of Kolozhvar, where Unitarianism took root. Much like Jacob, we too live, set out for new destinations, and when we reach a certain place, we stop for the night when the sun sets. And we also have our dreams. The Parliament of Transylvania had such a dream in 13 of January 1568, 451 years ago, which confirmed that indeed, as the 
Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians, there is a blessed relationship between God and humanity. There is a ladder connecting the earth and heaven called faith and tradition. The living tradition of Unitarianism has a geography. At certain place on this earth, the finest things it stands for and the incidents and people that embodied that was best in it are made visible. We can touch and see and even smell them. One of these places for American Unitarians is most certainly New England, Boston, and its environs, Concord, which was the cradle of American Unitarianism and Universalism. Another is the deep south where the civil rights movement began and so many of your leaders joined in the struggle hand in hand with others and some even became martyrs. And then there is Transylvania, a word that literally means the land beyond the forest. Before the French settled Canada in 1604, before the English established a colony in Jamestown, Virginia, in 1607, before the pilgrims landed at Plymouth, Massachusetts, in 1620, before all of these the Unitarian in Transylvania, in my country, had already been proclaimed a Jesus who was not a God, but a great teacher who affirmed the inherent worth and dignity of not some, but all. They had already been proclaimed the political right and religious toleration and freedom so that they could affirm in Hungarian Egy az Isten God is one in security and in peace and others could affirm their own vision of the divine in security and in peace as well. 
they had already been doing this for over half a century before the pilgrims landed at Plymouth seeking religious freedom. Don't let the vision of the I want to suck your blood cloud, <laughs> cloud over the amazing thing about your spiritual roots in Transylvania. It's much, much more than that. I know it uh, hits a funny bone. The Dracula connection, it's kind of funny, and folks in Transylvania tolerated it over even benefits for, uh, from the T-shirt sales. <laughs> but the historical truth is sobering. Everywhere else in Europe, in the 16th century, our ancestors were hunted down and killed mercilessly. Transylvania was the only place our people were safe. Poland, too, but that's another story. I know, most of you know the story, but uh, it's worth retelling. More than 500 years ago, 5002 to be exact, Martin Luther launched the Protestant Reformation. So the 16th century was a laboratory for religious reformation in Europe. As European Christianity split apart into numerous denominations, our religious forebears represented the most progressive theological wing of that reform movement. The ideas they campaigned were not entirely new. The theological concepts at the core of Unitarianism had, had emerged within Christianity earlier, but had been repressed as heresies by the Catholic Church. You see... 451 years ago, Christianity was desirably intolerant of religious diversity as evidenced by the Catholic Inquisition that drove Jews and Muslims out of Spain and 100 years of wars across the European continent that pitted Protestant and Catholic kingdoms against each other for dominance. Christianity was at war with itself, and that war, war tore Europe apart and claimed the lives and of untold thousands of 
innocent people. Extremist religious forces trying to impose their view on other people wage brutal campaign to stamp out dissent and seize power over vast swath of territory. And the small corner of Europe, where the seeds of reformation found a fertile ground, was Transylvania. There, the radical reformation was free to take on its most progressive forms. And there, those declared heretics by Catholic or Protestant baked power found refuge. Theologians such Michael Servetus rejected the Christian doctrines of the Trinity and the Inquisition exiled him from Spain. He traveled through Eastern Europe publishing his work, even sending a manuscript to John Calvin, to the great John Calvin, who founded the Calvinist church, the Reformed church, who then had burned Servetus to death in 1553. But this work lived on in Giorgio Biandrata, a court physician in Transylvania, then the eastern part of Hungary, who cultivated the anti-Trinitarianism of Francis David. Best remembered of the Transylvanian theologians of the time is the brilliant debater Francis David, whose personal religious development, beginning in Catholicism and embracing in turn both Lutheranism and Calvinism, paralleled that experienced by a majority of the religious population. David's collecting teaching later to be called Unitarianism conquered not only the subject of Transylvania, but their monarch as well. The ruling prince of Transylvania and king of Hungary, John Sigismund, is remarkable for being the only Unitarian king in history and a sagacious one at that. Francis David began to talk about the unity of Godhead around 1563. This new teaching found both friends and enemies aplenty and soon 
Transylvania became the scene of debates. Prolonged and heated controversy followed, and from then on, for nearly five years, there were debates almost every month over the doctrine of the Trinity at synods, diet, or public debate. Francis David's enemies tried to get the king to sentence David to death for his heresy. David, on the other hand, asked the king to give full freedom to his opponents to declare their arguments unhampered for truth alone and not the persons fighting about it were to be regarded above all. It was due to David's prompting that the Diet of Torda declared religious freedom, a statement of religious tolerance for all of Transylvania in 1568. The edict ends with this often quoted paragraph, and we can hear now singing in Hungarian that verse. Thank you so much for that. So I will quote in English now. In every place the preachers shall preach and explain the gospel each according to his understanding of it. And if the congregation like it, well. If not, no one shall compel them for their souls would not be satisfied, but they shall be permitted to keep a preacher whose teaching they approve. No one shall be reviled for his religion by anyone. And it is not permitted that anyone should threaten anyone else by imprisonment. For faith is the gift of God and this came from hearing, which hearing is by the word of God and of quotation. This event appears to signify the first time in world history when national law ensured religious freedom for almost all citizenry of a given country. It is not worthy, indeed, that the only time in international history when there was a Unitarian king on the throne and a Unitarian government in power. This power was not used to oppress other forms of religion, not to secure exceptional exceptional privileges for themselves, but rather 
to insist upon equal rights and privileges for all prevailing mainstream denominations. Because of this law, Transylvania became a land of religious freedom and denominational tolerance, providing shelters for people charged with heresy in other less tolerant European countries. There is no much that the Edict of Torda points to that our tradition continues to rely upon the grounding commitment that faith is not endowed with purpose by governments or empires, but by the sacred, the holy, that the free pupit and the free pew are necessities, for free religious communities, even the stirrings of our commitment to resist authoritarianism as a religious practice is signaled in the edict. I think when we remember the 451 year, years anniversary of existent of the Hungarian Unitarian Church is an opportunity to look back and remember the foundation and commitments that can be touchstone for the faithful struggle ahead. The Edict of Torda is one of those reliable sources of power and inspiration. There is no need to romanticize history through. It is clear to 21st century Unitarians that the Edict of Torda did not go far enough, but it was an important step on a pathway of reform and freedom that continues today. Radical in its time, David was murdered for this steadfast commitment to the work of unending reformation. David's particular commitment provides inspiration, not a destination in our own. Beyond these matters of faith and practice, the anniversary of the Edict of Torda calls Unitarians around the world to know themselves better by celebrating the history of the world's first Unitarian churches. I think that the international partners here in America, in the United States, and around the world understand 
that edict is their moment of birth and establishment as a basic part of their faith life. Let us take these 451 years as a chance to understand our common history more completely to celebrate the radical reform spirit that is at the basis of Francis David Todd's The Edict of Torda, and then translate that spirit into lives and ministries of purpose today. Dear friends, dear siblings, today we are Jacob from the Old Testament and the people of the Diet of Torda, Hungarians, Americans, and others, Unitarian Universalists, all those who appreciated faith and being a gift, those who want to live with it responsibility and who want to secure it freely for other two. Today, this land is Beersheba and Haran conquered Boston, Kolozsvár, Keresztúr, Torda, and it is ours, not only when we do our work, but also when we consider our service and fruits of our labor, our homes and families as being a gift. This land will be blessed through us only if we build many accessible ladders on it to link us together individually and communally. If these ladders are not dusty and full of cobwebs from disuse, but neat and shine from being used, they will be thus make us better people. Our Unitarian faith is a ladder leading to heaven, to spirit, to love, however you imagine this higher power. Surely, the spirit of love is in this place who presents us with the gift of faith who entrust us to take care of it, who stands by us when the sun sets and who brings us back to our center point. So may it be. Amen.